Welcome to the Happier and Healthier Podcast with Nest. My name is Bridget Lavin. I am your host, and today we are talking about composting. I have been so curious about composting for the last four or five years and just haven't had enough information about it to really get started. So I was really excited this month when we brought in Brent Crampton to speak with our corporate clients on composting. Brent Crampton works at Hillside Solutions and has been teaching people how to compost and how to take care of the land for the last five years. I learned so much from him and he made composting sound so much easier than what I had been making it out to be in my head. I think I had this idea that it was going to be really hard, that it was a whole process and that it was going to smell. (laughs) And it turns out I was wrong. So today I want to share with you what I've learned about composting thus far. I'm still a newbie, still a novice, but I want to offer some tips that have been given to me and hopefully they can help you. So I'll talk a little bit about what composting is, why it's important, what the benefits are, and at the very end I'll share some quick and easy steps to get started. Okay, so what is composting? Essentially, it's using your food scraps and leftovers in the kitchen to make a nutrient-rich soil. One of the things I recently realized is that waste is not actually trash, but waste can be used as a resource. And that's exactly what you're doing when you're composting. You're basically turning your trash into a resource. You're turning it into soil that can be used to grow plants and more food. When we do this, we're living by a more circular model with the land. So we're building a relationship between humans and the land that isn't just take, take, take and throw away. It's more give and take, receive and give back. And this is how we used to live, but somewhere along the way, we started to create more and more waste, and we created more of a linear method where we would just take things from the earth, we made things, and then we threw them away. Um, The circular pattern gets back to how we used to live. Now, it is important to note that humans are the only species that make waste. We're the only species that actually create trash. And that's kind of a hard fact to, to really sit with when you think about it, But the good news is things like composting and recycling allow us to take that waste and turn it into a resource. And again, we get back to that circular model. And if you're interested or curious about learning more about the circular relationship with the land, I highly recommend checking out the book Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. She is amazing. She writes about the symbiotic relationship between humans and the earth and how important it is for us to give back what we take. And again, composting is one of those ways that we can give back. We can turn it into a resource for Mother Earth and to create more. And if that's not a big enough why for you to be interested in composting, here's another really important why. So I used to think that if I threw out old carrots or my banana peel and I put them in the trash and they went to the landfill, eventually they would break down. So what does it matter if I throw them in my backyard versus if I throw them in the trash? Well, it turns out that there is a big difference between throwing food in a landfill and throwing food in a compost pile. And the reason for this is because when it goes into the landfill, trucks are required to layer dirt on top of all of the trash. And what this does is create an anaerobic environment, meaning oxygen can't actually get to the food to break it down. So a carrot that may compost in two weeks in a composting pile might take up to 25 years in a landfill. 25 years. 
this blew my mind. I had no idea. And I, I honestly felt a little bit ignorant that I didn't know, but that's why I wanted to pass along this information to you. When you throw food away into the trash, it does not break down in the same way as when you throw it away into a composting pile. So that's just one more reason to maybe get a little curious about composting. So now that we've established what composting is and why it's important to do it, there's a few more benefits I wanted to share. One, it is healthier and tastier food. When you grow food from a composting soil, the food actually tastes better. And not only does it taste better, but it's actually more nutritious. It puts nutrients in the soil when you compost, and those nutrients go into the food that is grown in that soil, making the food not only tastier, but also really, really healthy for you. Another benefit is that it nourishes the soil. The soil gets healthier and stronger. So we've had a lot of issues with soil washing away and the soil being ripped of all its nutrients across the Midwest and a lot of places in the United States. When we compost and when we create soil with composting, we're actually creating a stronger soil that's not going to wash away. Composting also helps to solve the big issue of carbon right now and too much carbon monoxide going into our atmosphere, which is causing global warming and temperature changes. Now, I don't want to get too much into that, but if you want to know a little bit more about what is happening in the environment and how composting can help, I highly recommend watching the documentary Kiss the Ground. It's on Netflix. You can watch it tonight. You can watch it right now. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes or so. It's really easy to watch. And my favorite thing about it is that it ends in a really hopeful note. So please check it out if you can. All right, so now we've gotten to the fun part, which is where to begin. You're convinced that composting is something good to do for the environment. It's something that you're curious and ready to begin. How to begin? Well, let's debunk the myth that I always held in my mind, which is that composting is smelly. It's going to attract bugs. It's going to attract rats and animals. And my neighbors are probably not going to like it. Well, the truth is, this just isn't true. <laughs> um, so when you compost correctly, which is a lot easier than you think, and I'll share in just a moment, it actually doesn't smell. And it's not this feast for animals to come. In fact, they're really not that curious about it because once it starts to get mixed in together, it's just soil. It's not this big food source. It's soil. So it doesn't smell and it's not gonna attract animals, and chances are your neighbors aren't gonna mind. Hopefully, they start to ask questions and maybe start composting themselves. Okay, so the first thing you're gonna to wanna to do is designate a place in your yard. Now, I say designate rather than create because I think there's a lot of YouTube videos and articles on there on how to build a crate or you know how to make a box, and really, you can just designate a tiny square in the corner of your yard and call that your composting. It doesn't have to be any fancier than that. Just pick a place wherever you want, um, and that's it. The second step is to have a designated bucket in the kitchen. Now, again, you can go Google and find all kinds of composting kitchen buckets that are going to hide the smell, that you know trap everything so you don't smell anything in the kitchen, or you could just use a white trash bin. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but just have some bucket in your kitchen that is going to be designated for food scraps. And then you just start to discard fruits and veggie scraps into that designated bucket. You might keep it in your kitchen for a couple days and then throw it into the designated space in the yard or depending on what kind of bucket you have, if you have one of the smell-proof buckets, you might keep it for a week and then throw it in the yard. Doesn't really matter. Now, I know there's a lot of questions on like, but what can I compost? And the easiest thing to do is just start with fruit and veggies. 
fruit and veggies. If you want to throw in some eggshells, if you want to throw in some wheat, great. Um, Dairy and meat are the big no-nos. No dairy, no meat. But other than that, most things are a go. When Brent gave his talk, I asked about throwing out sourdough discard because I make a lot of sourdough bread, and he said that was totally okay. So again, breads and rices, fruits, veggies, totally okay. The main things to stay away from are meat and dairy. There's also always a lot of questions around like recyclables, like can I compost this cup? And the main words or labels to look for are if it says compostable or if it has a BPI logo. But when you're just getting started, I recommend fruits and veggies. Just stick with what's easiest, get a little familiar with the process, and then maybe start adding to the pile. Start with fruits and veggies. It's the easiest. Okay, so the next step is the most complicated of the whole process, which is when you discard your food scraps into your designated pile in the yard, you want to make sure that for every fourth of food waste, there's three-fourths yard waste. Again, this is the most complicated process of the whole thing, but this is how to make sure that the food doesn't smell and how it actually turns into soil. And while I don't know all the chemistry and science behind it, I know that kitchen scraps and grass clippings account for the nitrogen portion of it. And so we want that nitrogen portion to be 25%. And then fallen leaves, newspapers, those kind of scraps count as carbon, and we want that to be 75% of the pile. So a fourth of food waste to every three-fourths yard waste. That's the biggest, most complicated thing of this whole process. But here's the easier part. A lot of people have this myth that you have to mix it all the time and that if you don't mix it properly, it's not going to work. That's not true. When we asked Brent how many times he mixed his pile, he said four to five times a year. Yes, that's right. Just four to five times a year because he's not in any hurry to make that soil and to reuse it. He is kind of happy knowing that he's throwing his food waste into the yard. It's getting composted. And eventually, he can use that soil when he's ready. Now, if you're trying to turn your compost pile into soil as soon as possible, that's when you're going to want to turn it more regularly. Maybe you turn it once a week. Maybe you add some water and add some heat. Again, this is where it gets a little more complicated if you're trying to fast track your compost to soil. But if you're just trying to compost in a way that helps the environment, that makes you feel good about knowing that your food scraps will eventually turn into a resource, then you don't really have to worry about all that. If you want to do the complex process, then go ahead, watch some YouTube videos, do all the research. But to keep it simple, just know you have to mix in about three-fourths yard waste for every fourth of food scraps, and maybe you mix it in once a month. And you do want to make sure that it has some air to breathe and some sunlight Again, you can add water, but you don't have to. And you know the soil is done and ready to be used when it smells like the earth. When your composting smell smells like dirt, then it's ready to be used. And again, that's it. It's really not as complicated as we all make it out to be. We're taking the food scraps from our kitchen, we're throwing them in the yard, and we're letting them turn into soil. Essentially, that's what we're doing when we compost. And it's just such a great alternative for the environment. It's a great way to ditch chemicals instead of, you know, using the the fertilizers and and all those things to grow food. You can use your compost pile. And I just think it's such a beautiful way to be in relationship with the earth. You know, she feeds us so much. She gives us these fruits and these veggies. And rather than just throwing them out and letting them sit in a landfill to not decompose, we we can give back 
to the earth. We can create more of the earth. We create that beautiful, nutrient-dense, healthy soil that we can grow more food from. And it has that, again, circular model that we used to adhere to uh, when we were first little baby humans. So uh, I am into composting. I'm on the composting train. I hope that this sparked at the very least some curiosity and some interest. Um, and I hope that it demythed some of those ideas that it has to be hard and complex when in truth it can be simple and quite rewarding. So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Bridget. On behalf of everyone from Nest, thank you for listening and we hope you tune in next time.